Another important distinction, Kristen, is working flexibly is not the same as flexible work. So, you know, you hear that square peg round hole. If you have a very demanding, busy job that just doesn't fit the model to work flexibly, I can see why women would feel like, wait a minute, I'm working from home, this should feel easier. But the clock keeps going, it's harder to get more done. And then that's where we feel like social media has been the flexible work to us. Not the same as working flexibly, but social media is flexible work. The whole being realistic with expectations, right? I know um, we moms say that a lot about making sure that you're not holding yourself to some unattainable standard. And right now, you've got to set that bar really low. And I'm reminding myself this right now. I mean, one task a day, like two, maybe two things that you get done work-wise, if you're able to, that have your full focus. Now I'm not saying like, oh, then you can just call it a day. I'm sure you have a entire 10 hour day to get done. But if there's even just a few things that you get your full focus on, you know, choose those wisely so that you don't feel so overwhelmed. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesio founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on the Mother Honestly podcast. I am your host, Kristen Hall, the COO of Mother Honestly, recording live from Motor City Woman Studios, our gracious podcast host. And joining me today on the podcast, I'm so excited to have Emily Hay, founder of Hay There Social Media. And she is a dynamite force in her own as a mother of two young girls and a public speaker and has kind of created a new Outlook venture that I'm excited to talk about. Emily, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Hi, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's wonderful. So would you be so kind and tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you founded Hey There Social Media? Sure. Gosh, as I think about Mother Honestly and I think about being in my own mom's shoes, I thought about nesting. And, you know, the nesting instinct when moms talk about you know, preparing for that baby, preparing your, your home. Um, nesting really resonates with me because when I first started working in corporate America, I was in sales and I was, you know, a newbie. And I just remember always wanting to be a mom, but I kept seeing all these professional women around me that were working, hustling, having a baby, coming back to work after what seemed like a really short time and simply relying on daycare for 40 plus hours a week. And at that point, I just felt like society was modeling for me a format that wasn't going to cut it, right? That just wasn't exactly what I was going to be able to make work. So I joke about my nesting instinct kind of kicking in then because I felt like now's the time for me to prepare to go out on my own. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how to do that. I certainly didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. So that's when I first turned to social media as my way to work flexibly. I love that. And you have a very interesting setup within your team that they're all moms and they're all remote. How did you arrive at that decision and what kind of sparked that journey? Sure. So when, when I first started side hustling, um, I, I just looked at social media as 
it was so new, right? It was 2010. And I felt like small businesses were a good place to start. Um, they might've had smaller budgets, but they were willing to experiment. And let's face it, I was, I was out on my own. I was a freelancer. So I didn't feel like I had some massive credibility or massive expertise that we women often feel like we need before we get started. So I started just refining a scope of work. You know, what does it mean to do social media for a small business? And so once in a while, I started picking up a client here and there, and I started picking on picking up enough work to then need a team. And I'll never forget one of my first team members that I met, we met at a Panera and she was a mom and she had her baby in the high chair next to us as we were talking about building this social media team. Um, again, I wasn't a mom then at, at the time yet, Kristen. So um, Lauren was the first gal that, that figured out hey, I want to stay home with my child. I want to work flexibly. And so we built the team to have all women and they were already moms before I was. So they were inspiring me and they showed me the way of multitasking and making work work for you. So really, um, I didn't become a mom until six years into having my own business. So that's when like I said, we, we all each started having more children and we just started to really look around and say, yes, we work from home, but this is more than just a work from home job. This is a lifestyle. This is a work-life integration lifestyle. And I think it's a really interesting point, and you and I have talked about this a little bit prior, that a lot of times as moms, especially those in the corporate world, we kind of portray one image, which you talked about, everyone's, you know, this fierce corporate American or individual that's focused on, you know, doing their career and having it all. But then on the other side of it, there's the negative side where we don't, we kind of hide that we're moms. And I know you experienced that. Um, tell me more about what that was like. You're so right, Kristen. The, in the beginning, we really almost hid the fact that we worked from home. I mean, we certainly didn't start out calls with prospective clients with, background noise and dogs barking and maybe a baby crying. You know, we wanted to, you know, we certainly weren't trying to mislead, but it still wasn't very accepted 10 years ago to be working from home and still be this legit at the time we were new, right? A new agency. So that's something we have always joked about as a team of remember the early days of hiding the fact that we worked from home. Um, but yet now, again, everyone's been thrown into working from home, so it's so much more acceptable. But between that, and then we also, over the years, have looked back at the whole myth of, of having it all, you know, like hustling and what is, what the heck, what, like, what does having it all even mean? If you're not doing work that fulfills you and that allows you to work on your terms, then really, wh why do you consider that you have it all? Um, so it's funny, just over the years, as I said, we've looked at cliche phrases and like work-life balance. And we as moms that have always worked from home have felt like the word balance just sets you up to fail and feel like you have to be doing two things wholly and perfectly. And so that, again, as a mom who works from home, that makes me feel bad about myself before I even get going. <laughs> Absolutely. And we love the term integration as well, because balance strives something that you're trying to you know, perfect and have, and it often isn't achievable. What tips do you have? Because a lot of people now have been forced into this remote learning space, remote working space kind of tandem. And with your team, you guys have been able to do this for a couple of years. So the tips and tricks for people that are just getting into this space or now potentially are going to stay in the space for much longer than anticipated being remote. Sure, Kristen. So when the pandemic first hit, 
my internal team and I, we looked at each other and we thought, we've got this. We've been working from home for a while. We can manage this. And then we quickly realized we did not have this. <laughs> it was just so different, the whole working <laughs> from home with the kids home and maybe your husband and just everyone home. So I will make that very clear. It has been messy and difficult. And we feel like we've earned our badge of working from home. We know what we're doing. We've got our like you said, tips, tricks, ways to occupy kids, ways to manage your time in small bursts, ways to batch your tasks so that way you don't get mentally fatigued by shifting gears too much when you only have a short window to, to work in. But with the, like I said, with the whole everyone working from home, I mean, that was a real challenge for us. Now, I feel like the summer came along and everyone started to get their sea legs and here we are in the fall and some people are going back into offices or they still have the opportunity to work from home. Another important distinction, Kristen, is working flexibly is not the same as flexible work. So, you know, you hear that square peg round hole. If you have a very demanding, busy job that just doesn't fit the model to work flexibly, I can see why women would feel like, wait a minute, I'm working from home, this should feel easier. But the clock keeps going, it's harder to get more done. And then that's where we feel like social media has been the flexible work to us. Not the same as working flexibly, but social media is flexible work. So that's why we've really used social media marketing as our vehicle to have a flexible work situation. Absolutely true. And I, had, I was joking earlier uh, that I definitely don't have the flexibility of that. And what pushed me over the edge this morning working remote was I ran out of coffee creamer at 5 a.m. And that just about devastated me. So I appreciate that the difference that you put there with working flexibly versus flexibly working. But yeah, tell me more about. Oh, sorry, Chris. No, yeah, don't think something's wrong with you if it's feeling like this is so challenging, right? I mean, and plus, if your creamer is gone, that's so not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, my husband was like, just learn to drink you know, your coffee black. I'm like, I'm weak. I need my coffee creamer. But what I love that you, you highlighted on, and I think it really drives into what you guys are doing, is you know, how can more people become, can consider this path that you're looking at of this, the remote media and getting involved? You guys are really kind of, as we trend into the fall, of expanding what you guys are doing with these cohorts that you have. Um, tell me more about that. Yeah. So last summer, one of the gals on my team went on maternity leave. And as we do, I absorbed her work. And when she came back in the fall, not only was I thrilled, um, but I really, I looked around last fall. And again, this is, this is a year ago now. Um, and just saw that there's this whole movement happening of work-life integration. And we have a path. There's many paths, but we have a path. And our path is social media marketing. And so that's when we decided January, 2020, we are now pivoting and we are ready to teach women, moms in particular, how to do what we do. I mean, we women wait around for this official designation, this official, you are prepared and ready and qualified. But that's where we said, we know what we're doing. We're going to go train moms to be able to do the same thing. And again, it's a, it's a knowledge base that we're providing through this training. Um, like you said, you're calling them cohorts. We've got these groups of, of moms that are coming and learning how we do what we do. We're covering many disciplines under the social media marketing umbrella, like Facebook ads, influencer campaigns, content marketing. I mean, there's a lot, but we want women to be equipped with a skill set that they can work flexibly and manage one client, 10 clients, two clients, whatever works for them. 
or down the road, you're going to have a very useful skill set should you decide to, say, re-enter back into the workplace into some um, digital marketing role. And I love that. And I want to touch on that last point a little bit further is because there's some people that love, they love to go out prospecting clients. Um, you guys had mentioned how you help uh, the people joining you prospect clients as well, but you touched on a great point with it's such a needed skill right now. If this isn't necessarily kind of the direct path, you're really learning about what goes into social media and how you can build it for your business. So it's also great for women entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out, Hey, I really need to do my own social media or I can't yet outsource my social media management. What more can I learn about it? I love that you guys are taking that perspective. Thanks, Kristen. I mean, clearly there's so many applications. I mean, I, I just feel really strongly about we are teaching the exact skills that we use to bring in paid work. I mean, this, this is the exact things that we put in proposals and that we deliver and that we bill the clients for. But whether a woman says, you know, I have a, I have a side hustle. I, maybe she has a photography business or maybe she has an Etsy shop. I mean, it's never going to hurt you to have more social media knowledge. But the other, the other aspect, as I was mentioning, is let's say down the road, a woman decides to go back into a corporate role and she's going to feel really strongly about her social media marketing knowledge. And maybe she has to hire someone someday that is a social media marketing expert. Well, she'll be able to speak their language and she'll feel confident about knowing um, what, what they would be equipped to do. So as I said, I mean, clearly my my heart and soul is poured into using your social media knowledge to bring in your own flexible paid work. But it, thank you for pointing out that there really are other applications. And let's face it, when are you ever going to regret knowing more about social media marketing? <laughs> I don't think that's going to absolutely. be a regret. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think so many people shy away from it, both on A, can I do it as a career? B, can I add it to my skill set? C, I need it for my business. So I love that you guys are kind of approaching it from multiple angles and creating it in a space where women feel comfortable kind of engaging and entering into this arena. How can people sign up for what you're doing? How can they learn more about it? What, you know, the, I'm sure we have listeners that are like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need. I've been waiting for this. How can they get involved? Well, thanks, Kristen. So our website, heytheresocialmedia.com, it has a section called Join the Nation. And the nation we're referring to is the work-life integration nation. And so you'll find a page that talks about becoming a social media professional. And we worked really hard, Kristen, to come up with an avatar, right? Qualities that we moms feel like, yes, this is me. And maybe that's strong, you're a strong communicator, or you enjoy writing, or you dabble in social media yourself. Like maybe you're a personal Instagram person. But on the, on the page of our site, there's an application, super short. It's just a great way to throw in some information and we reach out to you and set up a time to see if it's a training you'd like to go through with us. That's awesome. And I also like that you guys have on, hey, there's social media as well on your blog, you guys have different articles and just kind of create that community space for even people that are kind of just stopping by or popping in, you know, as they explore. Tell me a little bit of what you guys have done on the blog space. Um, and trying to help female entrepreneurs, moms, kind of from your guys' experience? Sure. So with the blog, we really felt like 
again, we lead with that whole work-life integration experience. So um, we tried to, to come at it with giving best practices, real life discussion. I mean, I know everyone's living through the, the pandemic. So um, on our blog, we, we share our personal stories. We make sure to provide I've got a single mom on my team. You know, she really keeps it real with her most recent blog post where she talks about if working flexibly wasn't an option for her, she doesn't know how she she could have made it as a professional. So, so thank you. Under the blog, yeah, there's there's plenty of articles there that I also want women to feel like this whole you are qualified. Like you don't have to have 30 years of industry experience to feel like you can do social media. And also on the flip side, work-life integration isn't just for a freelancer. So if you, you, know, you have a full-time corporate job or you're interested in side hustling, you are a work-life integrator. There are ways that you can you know, reframe your day, reframe your thinking, just to get rid of the overwhelm and start to feel a little more fulfilled. And I think that's such a huge thing. One, we talk about just the imposter syndrome and women are so guilty on that, that we look at, we have to be, you know, have A, B, and C, one, two, three, all in a line, all set up, ready to go. And it doesn't go in that linear fashion, especially as we add children into the mix. And then I like additionally that, you know, it's not just for the entrepreneurial space. You guys are offering resources as well for those that are in corporate that are trying to balance. What have you found for you personally that's worked really well kind of during this new, especially as we hit the fall season running with uh, return to school? I know everyone's, it's a new challenge from what we saw in the summer. How are you personally handling and how are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. We, we need to ask each other that so much, don't we? Um, the, the whole being realistic with expectations, right? I know um, we moms say that a lot about making sure that you're not holding yourself to some unattainable standard. And right now, you've got to set that bar really low. And I'm reminding myself this right now. I mean, one task a day, like two, maybe two things that you get done work-wise, if you're able to, that have your full focus. Now, I'm not saying like, oh, then you can just call it a day. I'm sure you have an entire 10-hour day to get done. But if there's even just a few things that you get your full focus on, you know, choose those wisely so that you don't feel so overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, there's, again, this, the whole school discussion could be its own, <laughs> its own episode. Um, but I really feel, yeah, with the whole, you mentioned imposter syndrome and from gals that I've talked to, I hear a couple of things. And one of them is I landed in this work-life integration space on accident. I had no choice. And that's where I'm just so humbled by what we moms are able to do we can get it done and we don't always have a playbook. We don't even have past experience to always draw from, but we figure it out, darn it. And so I think that's something too, that giving yourself the credit that you got this, as cliche as that sounds, it, it really can help you even if you're having a dark day. And I think I love that you touch on that because a lot of times we still don't want to admit that there are dark days and there are really hard days because we see on, you know, especially in social media that, you know, well, my neighbor's everything. She looks great. She's in great shape. You know, we compare and contrast everything in our world. And a lot of the times I feel like, especially now, to have those open conversations and saying, you know what, I'm really, really struggling and it's okay. And to have, if you don't have that immediate network, you know, to look for these different networks, such as what you're building, where it's a safe space to kind of, you know, admit, hey, I'm really struggling and that's okay. And I like that you guys have kind of addressed that as well. And are honest about what you're seeing both in the social media side of things where we paint one picture versus the reality of what's behind the camera. 
Oh, sure. We all know that's an ongoing challenge with social media. No one likes to get off Instagram and feel icky about themselves. Um, so then, you know, there's tips about, we'll take a few days off. Um, but yeah, it's, it is hard. I mean, we work in this space all the time and I have to constantly remind myself that too. And I have to say there will be weeks where I will not be very social on social media as myself, but we're on social media for our clients. And so it, it, it kind of takes some of that personal comparison out of it when you're writing and posting on behalf of a business. It's fun. It puts you in a new headspace. You get to think of different things. And I would be remiss to not give my own personal shout out to Mother Honestly because you want to talk about feeling supported. There literally isn't a tweet or a newsletter or anything in between that I read from Mother Honestly that doesn't make me feel supported and like other people understand me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so kind. And that's what we're hoping to do in that space a little bit as well as just, you know, we always say continue to have kind of those tough conversations about motherhood and do it in an honest way that, you know, people feel supported and they feel like they can say, you know what, my marriage sucks, this sucks, everything sucks. And, you know, we agree, we got you kind of, that's what we like to keep going. So thank you so much for those kudos. That's so kind. I would too, if I didn't ask, you know, as we kind of wrap up the podcast, what do you encourage people that are really get kind of new into social media or they've been on it, but they've kind of been in the background? How, you know, what are some quick, quick tips that anyone can do on their personal pages that helps with their image or if they're moving into the branding space? Sure. So I would recommend for anyone that isn't an Instagram user, I mean, just getting on Instagram alone and learning the environment. You don't have to have thousands of followers. You don't have to have your own amazing content, but if you get familiar with Instagram, you can, you can do Instagram for another client. I mean, that is, a, like I said, a very in-demand skill set. So just learning the vibe, um, figuring out, maybe you follow some brands that you buy from, um, maybe some brands that you buy products from for your family, for your children, and then start to think, well, gosh, I mean, I might not be some super social media influencer, but I understand it and I can absolutely do this for a small business. That's such a great tip. And I think people underestimate, you know, Facebook's great, LinkedIn's great, Twitter's great, but the marketing ability of Instagram is just paramount right now. Of if anything that you're doing, I think Instagram is one of the key drivers in the marketing space. And I'm glad that you kind of reiterated that getting in with Instagram is a big thing. Emily, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to see what you're doing as we end 2020 and get into 2021. We'll include links so people can reach out to you and learn more about what you're headed to launch in January. I wish you nothing but the best. Stay safe, stay well, and thank you again so much for being a guest today on the podcast. Thank you, Kristen. You're an amazing host. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.